Do not take product if you are hypersensitive. And welcome back to the Intoxicated Podcast. This is the podcast where I have my friends on, and we get drunk, and we talk about life. This time, we have third-time returning guest, Caitlin, on the podcast. Caitlin was one of my early-day guests. Her very first episode goes all the way back to episode four, where we talked all about drag and her drag persona, Jacked Off. So Caitlin is an OG guest. She has since moved away from Halifax, sadly. So in this episode, I do catch up with her, and we talk about how she essentially moved to a new town all by herself. She did participate in that town's very first Pride Festival. She also made her return to the stage as jacked off. And um, the main topic of the episode is breakups. Caitlin, unfortunately, did go through a very recent breakup. And since Caitlin and I's friendship did form over our love of music, we also talk about our top 10 breakup songs. We go full full high fidelity on this one um and it was actually harder than i thought to come up with uh breakup songs it's been a long time since i've experienced one so maybe that's why who knows but it was a lot of fun it's always a damn pleasure talking with caitlin she is a fantastic guest i do miss the heck out of her and i'm so thankful that she was down to talk so openly about such a heavy subject and also we get to geek out about music uh we kind of use the breakup songs as a way to drive that conversation heads up on this one um we did record remotely because caitlin is all the way in ontario but regardless of that i did want to record with her Now, I'm going to be honest, I hate recording remotely. I've done it a couple times in the show, and I don't mind doing it every now and then, but overall, it does kind of feel like it kills the vibe of intoxicated. But that said, I made an exception for Caitlin. She is a fantastic guest, and we made it work, people. Uh, Essentially, what happened with this track was we did have the program that we used to record freeze on us three separate times. So we had to do three separate sessions, and on the middle session... For some reason, uh, it was picking up my computer mic and not my podcast mic. My voice sounds a bit off, sort of towards the middle of the episode. I do apologize for that. I was so pissed when I found that out afterwards, but it, it is what it is, and I think I made it work as best I can. So that's why my voice might sound slightly off um, towards the middle of the show. But thankfully enough, um, I wasn't talking too much during that part, so it's not so bad. One cool thing I actually did was I made a Spotify playlist to go with this episode because we did talk about a lot of breakup songs. So I am going to link below to that playlist in case you yourself are going through a breakup or if you just want to listen to some sad songs, that's okay too. Motorcycle drive-by people, listen to motorcycle drive-by. Patreons! I want to say a big thank you to Tyler, Zoe, Heather, Shannon, Vern, and Aaron. You guys rock. Thank you so much for the support. If you yourself are a listener and a fan of Intoxicated and you want to become a Patreon, certainly check out our Patreon page. Links below in the description for that. You can get various rewards, including early access to episodes and bonus content. Uh, Right now, I do have two amazing bonus episodes up on Patreon with the very awesome Harper McCormick. Uh, You can hear us talk about premium Snapchat, and she also does a Tinder takeover as well. So it is very, very worth it. We will be continuing to pump out some awesome bonus episodes on there. So if you are a fan of the show, I guarantee you it is worth it. 
social media. Follow us on there. We are on Facebook and Instagram at Intoxicated Podcast, on Twitter at in underscore toxicated. Please do subscribe to the podcast as well so you don't miss any episodes of the show. Make sure to also hit subscribe on Intoxicated Reviews. If you don't know already, it is a separate channel dedicated to TV and movies hosted by my friend Corey. I'm actually on the most recent episode of Intoxicated Reviews with Harper McCormick. It's a trailer trash episode, so we are reacting to a bunch of recent trailers and talking all about that. It was a lot of fun, so make sure you check that out and subscribe to Intoxicated Reviews. And if you're enjoying what we're doing on Intoxicated, you can leave us a rating or review on iTunes. We would love you forever. And maybe I will start reading them on the show if they are awesome enough. Feel free to send us any feedback or questions to our email that is intoxicatedpodcast at gmail.com. And I do want to say a big thank you to anyone who's ever reached out and given feedback on the show. I can't tell you how much I appreciate it. Please never feel nervous to do that because the thing is, feedback is a gift. And um, anytime I get it, I take it constructively. I'm very, very confident and happy about the content I am making on the show. But constructive criticism is only going to make the show better. And so I super duper appreciated. So feel free to send along feedback and thank you to those who already have. But anyways, guys, that's about it. I hope you enjoy this episode with the very, very awesome Caitlin. Welcome back, everybody, to the Intoxicated Podcast. We are here with third time time recording guest, third time returning guest, Caitlin. I mean, technically I'm both, I guess, so that's still accurate. (laughs) (laughs) you are being recorded but this is your third time third time on the podcast so i guess that would make this one the charm (laughs) (laughs) yes let's hope nothing fucks up um we're actually recording remotely here because you are in where where are you again fort francis Francis, ontario fort francis ontario it's okay if you've ever heard of it because i hadn't before i moved here (laughs) Right. So this is a smaller town in Ontario, right? Uh, Very small. Yeah. I think the population yeah. is around 8,000, but I feel like that is a generous estimation. <laughs> Damn. Damn. Yeah. So, yeah. So we are recording remotely, but we are both drinking. Right. So yes. I am drinking. I've been patiently waiting to some... open mine. <laughs> oh, yes. You can totally open right. it. I'm drinking just vodka soda water because I've... Because you're a classy I've lady. I've been really... I've been also really wanting to give myself a break from drinking lately, and it's hard to do when you have a drunk podcast. Mm-hmm. Yep. But, um, yeah, I've been been doing a lot of drinking lately, so <laughs> just sticking to what I know well, pride was works just happening, for right? me. So that makes sense. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll get into that. We'll get into That's that about my pride my pride experience this oh, year Lord. was a little disappointing, but anyway. Um, a straight girl at pride had a disappointing experience? <laughs> Weird. this is it this is just what i mean i don't know we'll get into it we'll get into it but um what you're drinking a beer from a local yeah local to the province anyway um it's called cheeky bastard stout and it's brewed by nickelbrook brewing company out of burlington ontario and uh i have to say my first couple sips i uh i dig this this is good it's going down nicely good i got a, like a, that's awesome. an assortment of tall boys because i wasn't sure what i wanted and i was like you know what i'm doing an episode 
with Sarah in Nova Scotia, which is where I'm from, but I'm living in Ontario. So maybe I should like rep the local beers and also try some ones that I haven't had yet. The only one yeah. I got that I had already tried before is uh, a blueberry one. I think it was by Lake of the Woods. <coughs> Excuse me. I think I'm also coming down with a cold. So that was perfect timing for this. Sorry. Ugh. Oh, oh, no worries. I mean, at least I'm getting you before yeah, it's really true. bad. I just, I felt it like starting at work on Friday and I was like, no, I think I'm okay. And then yesterday I was like, I think I'm fine. And then this morning I woke up and I was like, I hate my sinuses. That's where I'm at. Oh, I, 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 I hate that. I hate that. But that's that. okay. I'll just drink it away during Ugh. this episode. It'll be fine. <laughs> just drink her away. Mm-hmm. So um, the last time that you were on the show Mm -hmm. you were about to move to bc that's right yeah a lot can change in a year eh (laughs) exactly so let's play catch up on that so can you give us a rundown of sparks notes version uh (laughs) of where you are now and how you got there okay so an abridged version of the last 12 months of my life um all right. So yeah, I did the podcast with you, had Pride in Halifax. And then that August, I headed to BC because I was moving with my girlfriend at the time. And uh, yeah, we went to live with her folks and we stayed there about, well, I stayed there eight months. Sorry, this is making me really burpy. <laughs> I'm ruining my own story. <laughs> oh, so that's one review for this uh, cheeky bastard. The beer. Makes you very burpy. It's proof that you're actually yeah, I am not faking this. Not at all. Um, so yeah, uh, spent eight months there. My, my plan had been to go nearer to Vancouver so that I could find a larger radio market and, you know, kickstart my career and get the experience that I had been wanting. Because in Nova Scotia, I was working at a station doing weekends. And I was commuting an hour just to do it. Right. So I was actually losing money <laughs> traveling there compared to what I was making. Um, and I kept waiting for opportunities for growth and improvement and like getting more hours and it just never happened. Um, so I was, yeah, when I started dating my ex, um, now <laughs> I, uh, decided, okay, well, this is her plan. I'm going to follow. Cause I, I've kind of been in a rut in Halifax for a while. Like I, I like my life. I like my friends. Everything's good, but career wise, I'm kind of in this stagnant place that I don't see a way out of in the near future because the job market is just, it's, it's no good. So I was like, okay, I will go. And then I wasn't finding any work because I had the opposite problem there. There were tons of jobs, but I didn't have the experience to, for anyone to even look at me twice. So I ended up doing some freelancing, um, both audio work and some writing and, um, like audio editing as well. And that was really (laughs) nothing that would pay the bills. It was very, very small income on the side. And then I took various odd jobs like delivering papers and delivering food for Skip the Dishes, like all these really menial things. Oh, Did yeah. You do that? Yeah, it oh, was wow. brutal. <laughs> Would not recommend it. It's not worth the tiny amount of money you make. Um, yeah, Damn. so I eventually kind of got fed up. And so I, I put an ad on uh, milkmanunlimited.com, which is a radio website that advertises jobs all across Canada. And yeah, I was like, so, okay, I keep getting rejected putting applications into all these places. I'm just going to put an ad up and they can find me. (laughs) And shockingly, it worked. Um, I ended up being on the very first podcast for the website on the very first episode. Um, Milkman or MMU is what the podcast is called. And then it was, I think not even a month after that, I got an email from my current boss, Daryl. 
And he was like, I see you worked for our sister station at CKBW in uh, Bridgewater. Would you be interested in relocating? And I was like, well, I mean, if the price is right, sure. Because <laughs> I mean, I wanted experience that was going to get me these other jobs and advance my career. It's like doing another weekend job was not going to get me anywhere. Um, so yeah, I wanted to move up and have more responsibility and ideally get paid more. And I got all of those wishes to come true. And like, I've, I work full time, I've got benefits, and I work with a great team of people now. So yeah, that meant within That's two amazing. weeks, I had to uproot my life again for the second time in a year and figure out a place to live and get all my stuff shipped and all that stuff. Like seriously, it happened so fast. Like my head was spinning. I couldn't even really comprehend what I was doing. I think I'm still kind of sorting through <laughs> some of those feelings now, like three months later. But uh, yeah, right. I don't know. I went for it. I was like, well, I mean, if I did it once, I can do it again. Right. <laughs> so here I am. You move around a lot. Prior to this, I would stay in my rut for years and years and years. That was my thing. But I don't know, being with my ex-girlfriend honestly kind of made me a little braver about some things because I decided to move for love. And then I was like, well, if I can do that once, I can definitely make the same kind of move for my career. And yeah, I guess once you've tried something scary, it's not as scary and you can do it again. (laughs) Yeah, that makes sense. And was she supportive of the decision to move for the, the job oh 100 she was practically pushing me out the door yeah because <laughs> she knew how, it was, how right. important it was to me and she was kind of at a similar stage um with her work she was working back at a lab that she had been with since she was in high school doing like co-op program uh kind of stuff and yeah so it was a good entry level thing but she was definitely she wants to do more um so yeah she was kind of at the same stage like looking for the next jumping off point but I just found mine first <laughs> and then we broke Damn. up three weeks ago <laughs> yeah that's, yeah that's a whole other part of the story to <laughs> sip a beer for that so Fort Francis yeah. Ontario what's it like there <laughs> uh well this shouldn't take long um <laughs> It's uh, I, I can't hate on it too much because it ha- it is a town that's given me a lot of opportunity for my career, um, but yeah, it is very. I mean, it's small town Canada. Like you could pick this town up and place it any rural area in Canada pretty well, and it would make sense. Um, obviously, the accents are a little different than small town Nova Scotia, but uh, a lot of the sentiments are the same. Yeah. Um, the big thing here is fishing. Like uh, actually, this weekend was the. Fort Francis Ah. Canadian National Bass Championship. And it is a huge deal. It's the biggest event that happens here all year. Like it's, it's bananas. And I was like, oh, okay, well, that sounds cool. It seems like they have a lot of cool events going on. And uh, the part that I got to cover was the, the weigh-ins. So it's literally just a bunch of anglers coming in from the water. They have buckets of fish. They weigh them. They go up on stage. They weigh them up there. They talk a little bit about how their day out fishing was and then they leave the stage and then another one comes up and it's that for hours. <laughs> it's very, very thrilling. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's very yeah. rural, Ontario. <laughs> about as rural as you can get. <laughs> one thing that you experienced while being there was the town's was it their first pride their ever very first pride ever and it was not just our town it wow. was um, across the border international falls minnesota because they're kind of like our our sister town um because like the border is literally 
probably a five minute walk from where I live right now. Like I can walk down the street and there it is. Um, so yeah, it was also the first pride March that we know of in the world that has crossed an international boundary. Cause we started on the U S side and walked across the bridge to uh, Fort Francis. Wow. Yeah, pretty cool. <laughs> so and, what, was, was it a full pride week or just yeah, a pride yeah. parade? Um, the March was kind of the, um, one of the sort of finale events on the weekend. So it started on the, I guess the Sunday or the Monday, the, whenever the ninth was. And, um, yeah, they had a bunch of events throughout the week. Like they had a, a pride art night where people were making, um, I can't even remember what they were now, some kind of bracelets or something. It was like a crafting kind of event. Um, and they had movie showings, like they played Love, Simon. And then there was another Aww. one called uh, Fire Song. And it was about uh, a gay Anishinaabe teenager from Northern Ontario who has to make a decision about leaving his family or going to the city and whatever because they have this family crisis. And uh, it's not something you see in the mainstream a lot. And it won all these awards at the Toronto International Film Festival. And uh, yeah, so they had that going on. They also had a drag show on the Friday, which I participated in. And I was very excited to be a part of it. Yes. That was also the return of Jack Doff. I hadn't performed in about a year. And yeah. That's what I want to talk about. So... <laughs> Well, number one, what were there just not as many opportunities in BC to do it, or did you just get um, too busy, or like what? Why so long? Well, why was it such a long break? I think it was a combination of factors. One was that all of my drag stuff was packed up in a box in my ex's uh, parents' garage, and I just didn't want to bother digging it out because um, it was like buried under a bunch of stuff, my stuff, their stuff, everyone's stuff. Um, ooh, excuse me, Return of the Stout. Ooh. Excuse me. <laughs> um, and Langley itself was not, um, I wouldn't say it was the queerest city. Like it's about 45 minutes to an hour outside of Vancouver, depending how fast you drive and how much traffic there is. Um, but it's it's not as progressive as Vancouver. And it's, it's very much like white picket fences and a, a shopping kind of city. It's not really the arts and culture hub that places like Vancouver, Montreal, Halifax, Toronto are. Um, so yeah, we did get down to one drag show um, and we had plans to start performing at their amateur night for this particular drag show at um, a place called the Cobalt in Vancouver, but it just didn't end up happening. And then I got the job and I had to leave and get all my stuff in order. And so it just, yeah, it was just one of those things that never materialized. Um and it was kind of a bummer because I definitely missed drag, but I don't know. Yeah. I, I had such a a grounding of um, a supportive community around me in Halifax, whereas I wouldn't have had that in Vancouver. It would have been like starting all over again. Um, and it, it seems like a bit more competitive right. and like a much higher level of drag. So, yeah, I don't know how I would have fared in that scene. <laughs> But you did you did miss it a lot when you were in yeah PC? more than I thought I would actually because like I mean I knew it was a part of my my week because I performed at a, a weekly show every Monday at Men's and Molly's in Halifax so like it was it definitely it felt like something was missing for the first little while but then I kind of got used to not performing and I was like that's okay like I'll get an opportunity again someday and right. yeah I don't know um, but I just I kept following 
um, a bunch of new drag kings that I hadn't seen before, like not necessarily from even Canada. There was a lot in the States that are doing some pretty incredible things. Um, and like keeping up with my, my drag people back home. So like, I kind of, I like, I kept my hands in it. I just wasn't performing. And I think that actually helped shape the look I ended up having for pride here. Cause I don't know how it happened, but I got way better at makeup <laughs> taking a year yeah. off like I think it was the best face I've ever done was for this pride I was shocked let me tell you <laughs> like when, when I was scrolling through Instagram and saw that picture of you like the the recent one that you yeah. did I was like who's this hot guy <laughs> like, well, like for a goal. split second I did not it was insane. Yeah. Like, so were you practicing during the time off or what? No, that's the thing. It was I like, once I left Halifax, I didn't pick up another brush or tube of foundation or anything. Like I didn't, I didn't do any drag. I didn't practice. I, like I, I should have, cause I was exploring a lot of other art forms. Like I was writing a lot. I was drawing, I was painting and like getting all my emotional stuff out that way but like it never occurred to me like oh I should practice my face <laughs> like I know for some people that's like an yeah. innate need they like have to do it and experiment all the time but prior to drag I never really used makeup so it wasn't like the driving force it was more the performance aspect of it than it ever was the makeup for me but now I've, I've found I have much more of a knack for it than I thought I did and yeah I guess just I was kind of um absorbing techniques just by following all of these people online and just seeing how they did stuff and yeah it, I guess it just sort of blended into how I do mine <laughs> I mean the that contour though really <laughs> like you contoured the ever-living shit out of your I face know. and it looks amazing well I, I went at it this time because I finally this was um kind of a turning point I think in my drag career I finally purchased setting spray <laughs> oh my god so I was a little more fearless about doing layers of makeup and it saved my life let me tell you because it was like over 30 degrees in the place where we were performing because like inside and outside it was just the most ridiculously hot humid day like not a cloud in the sky all day long I definitely got like a forehead sunburn and everything because I was emceeing the uh the pride march and the flag raising and everything so I was outside all day. I was oh, actually kind of worried that I was going to mess up my makeup and like it wouldn't be the right tone. <laughs> but it was a dark bar, <laughs> so it was all good. <laughs> it's it looks so good. Thank you. And, I'm quite proud of it. The, and the setting spray will will save your life. Like I've heard, <laughs> I listened to a podcast recently with a drag queen, and they said that they put hairspray on their face um, to set in their makeup. I've definitely and I'm like, done that God before by accident. Damn, that's going to be done. But yeah. Right. I, Are there any other tips and tricks that you've picked um, up? I'm kind of self-taught. Like i i didn't I didn't go as theatrical initially as some of the kings like to go, but I think I'm I'm getting to that point now that I'm more comfortable with what I'm doing. Um, but I'm also like. <laughs> as a king and as a human and like every aspect of my life, I'm pretty low maintenance um, other than my hair. Yeah. So like, I definitely don't attack yes. it the way a lot of people would say that you're supposed to, like, I don't have an arsenal of brushes and um, see, I don't even know the terminology. <laughs> yeah. Like tools, tools and accessories. Yeah, like I, like, yeah, brushes. I apply my foundation with my fingers, which I know is like strictly verboten in the drag world for a lot of, especially for Queens. They're just like, no, you don't use your hands. Like, oh my sacrilege. But like, it works for Get me. A I have yeah. like those little um, 
there's like cotton pads and things, but like, yeah, I don't have anything more intense than that. And then like, I, I will use um, one of those like uh, foam applicator plastic brushes that comes with eyeshadow for like doing some highlights yes. and contours and stuff. But like uh, all that stuff you saw on my face, like the cheekbones and the jawline and everything, like I did all that blending with my fingers. <laughs> wow. That's yeah. insane. See, I wouldn't, I would not have thought that looking well, at that, this. That's my goal. I don't want people to know that I'm this trash king, <laughs> but I guess the world's going to know now. Um, but yeah, like, and my contour is, um, it's one of, uh, what is the brand? NYX, I think it was. It's yep. one of those, the double-ended, yep. like the highlighter on one end and the contour stick on the other. And I use that. I do that for outlining my mm-hmm. jaw, for all of the shadows on my face and all of the um, like the cheekbones and like any definition I'm trying to add to my face, that's what I use. And then I bring up my, um, like the apples of my cheeks and the bridge of, or not the bridge, but like coming down the center of my nose, I use the highlighter, but like, yeah, I, I use it pretty sparingly. Yeah, no. Yeah. It looks fantastic. Thank you very much. Yeah. I was, <laughs> so what was it like performing uh, for the first time in so long. Oh my god. Was it nerve-wracking? <laughs> like putting my skin back on, like I had been naked because I hadn't performed in so long. Like I didn't realize just how much I missed it until like I was on that stage uh... and like the music was starting and everyone was looking at me and I was like, oh, fuck, I missed this. Like, and the energy, the energy in that room was incredible. I wasn't sure what to expect from a lot of the events that were going on for pride because it is the very first and it's, this is a pretty conservative town and you know, like a lot of the population is a bit older. So I wasn't sure how well received it would be, but like the event was sold out. Like there were people lined up outside who couldn't get in because we were over capacity and like the energy in the room was just insane. Like everyone went apeshit for every little thing that we did. And I have never made so many tips in my entire drag career. And I made it like, I think I probably made more in that one night than I did cumulatively throughout my year in Halifax. <laughs> like it was bonkers. Like I used it to pay for pizza tonight, two weeks later. Wow. Holy shit. Are they going to do it more regularly now? Like now that they know it did well? Um, well, I don't know because the drag queens that they got to perform came from Winnipeg. One of them was originally from around here, but she lives in Winnipeg now. Um, so I was the only local performer. So the only thing would be we'd have a, we wouldn't have much of an arsenal of people to perform, but I was thinking about getting right. something started um, in the vein of teaching people makeup. Cause I, uh, I actually had an 18 year old girl come up to me after the show, after my performance. And I was standing outside to get some air. Cause it was like a sauna inside the place. Um, and yeah, she came up to me and asked for my autograph and it was the cutest thing ever. I was like, oh my God, I'm not this good. Oh like, <laughs> um, and yeah, and she asked for a picture with me and all this stuff. And so we got chatting and she said that she was super interested in drag, but like she had no outlet to try it. And she was really excited that this um, event was happening. And I was like, man, you sound like me before I started drag. Cause like, I thought about it for a good five years before I actually performed. I just didn't have an in with anybody to get into it. Um, until I had a friend who started doing drag. But it made me think, I wonder how it would go over if I were to start like a makeup workshop or something. Because we have this um, this space that just opened up this year called the Rainy Lake Square. And they host events, like all kinds of things there. Um, every week is what they're trying to do. They try to have like a weekly Thursday night thing. Um, so they'll have things like... Um, wow. 
yeah, they'll have open air movies. Like they have this inflatable uh, movie screen that they put up and next week they're showing Labyrinth and they have paint nights, all kinds of musical performances and art things that they do. So I'm like, I wonder if I could convince them to let me lead a class on like drag king makeup or something. I don't know how I would fare at drag queen, but I could definitely do king. (laughs) You could definitely do king. Just talk about the contouring and like the style too behind it. I think like, at the very least, just I could get high like, school students into it. I just don't know about some of the older generations. I don't know how much interest there is there. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I, I need something else to focus on. I get very bored here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What song did you do um, when you performed? Um, it was one that I had performed once before in Halifax. And it's one of my, I guess now I can say that I've done it twice. It's one of my favorite songs to perform. Um, it's called The Donkey Serenade. It's by Mario, Lan- Mario Lanza. And he was a world famous tenor in the 50s, um, known for his bad temper. And he died really young, I think, because of heart problems, because <laughs> he was also not a healthy man. Um, but he has an incredible voice. And he's very theatrical, like, I mean, picture it of a tenor from the fifties, like full tuxedo and just like all that bravado and just ah, swag. Ooh. I don't know. So I dressed in a top, yes. but I discovered that I uh <laughs> I've put on some weight since I left Halifax, so my dress pants didn't fit. So I ended up wearing shorts, which ended up being <laughs> for the best anyway, because of it being a thousand degrees in there. But uh yeah, so I had like full tux with shorts and like shiny shoes and everything. And I did like a kind of slick back hair look wow. and a very thin mustache. And so the song is about singing to a donkey. It's called the donkey serenade. And yeah, it's, it's ridiculous, but it's done in the style that if you weren't listening to the words, it sounds very beautiful and dramatic. But like, if you're actually listening, you're like, wait, what? <laughs> so I, oh my I God. encourage you to look it up. It's uh, quite comical. I want to. <laughs> I want to. 100%. Oh, and I had a little stuffed donkey as part of the performance. I was like singing to it. Ooh. Yeah. Damn. So is it safe to say that Jack Doff is back? Um, I will say he is definitely not in retirement. I think he's probably still going to be on a little bit of a hiatus. But um, the queens that I met performing um, this last Pride, um, they told me if I'm ever in Winnipeg, like just – hit them up and they'll get me in a show. So <laughs> I know at, at least I have one place somewhat nearby that I can perform. Yeah. And if you're ever back in Halifax, you can hit up one of our shows yeah, too. Yeah, I would probably try to go back to my old show um, if it's still running when I'm back in Halifax next. Um, I, I'm pretty sure they still host it weekly as far as I know, because I know a lot of them have gotten involved in other stuff since, um, but I'm pretty sure the show is still going. That's amazing. Yeah, that's that's really awesome. So like, what was it like? And like, going back a little bit, what's it like moving to a city totally alone by yourself? Like, I, uh, I feel like that is one of the bravest things ever. Like, I don't know if I could ever. Do um, that. Well, to be honest, I didn't think I could. But after having done it sort of once, I mean, I did have my partner at the time. Um, that was actually yeah. kind of one of the driving forces was the fact that I, I knew I still had her. <laughs> I mean, I don't now, right. but whatever it is, what it is. But yeah, like knowing that I had several support bases that weren't here was somehow easier because um, I knew I at least had backups if things didn't work out here, I guess. 
Um, but it, it was right. very nerve wracking and it was very much like, okay, I'm, I'm putting my entire life on the line for this job. I, like it has to work out and I have to do well at this cause <laughs> it's going to be hella expensive to get myself out of there. Right. <laughs> like I, I spent literally all of my money to get here and I had essentially done the same thing to get to Langley. Like I'm, I'm still paying off debts from both. Um, but I don't know. It's when you have a reason like kickstarting your career it definitely makes it easier like when you're weighing pros and cons like that's a pretty big pro um because i know that if i had stayed in halifax i wouldn't have this experience i just i straight up wouldn't um but now coming here allows me that mobility to move on from here once i've gotten the experience i want and i can go back to places that i actually want to be and I don't know, improve even more and expand my repertoire and what I can do and yeah, hopefully make more money. <laughs> I'm not in it for the money though. I, uh, if I was, I would have yeah. chosen radio. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. Same up, same it like it feelings. is. <laughs> so speaking mm. of feelings, Got lots of those. Um, <laughs> speaking of feelings um so you went I through did. a breakup i'm still going through it technically still going through Excuse it me. yeah um so that happened how long after you had moved to the, um, the new place let's see like, i moved here like, would have been april 16th and we broke up june 29th so yeah two wow. months i guess three almost <sighs> yeah damn and so so how how is it been uh, going? <laughs> well, that's a loaded question. Um, <laughs> I mean, if I am completely unabashedly brutally honest, it's been fucking terrible. Um, I did not think I would be going through this at thirty two. Yeah. I kind of thought the uh, those days were behind me, and I had figured it out and found the one I was going to be with. And uh, <laughs> I guess I was wrong. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It's been especially being in a new place, like you were saying. Um, it's been difficult because I don't have that support network that I would have had if I was still in Halifax or even if I was still in Langley. Um, so it's been difficult in that I felt very isolated because the way I deal with breakups or anything negative that happens really is talking through it. Like I will talk it to death until I understand it, you know? Um, which is hard to Same, do when the yeah. people you want to talk to are in a different time zone and like we all have work schedules and bedtimes. <laughs> um, but I that know. said, my friends have definitely been very supportive and very helpful as well as my family. Like my sister was checking in on me every few days, especially the first couple of weeks. Um, she's been really good about that because she is like the ultimate big sister. She does look out for me and it's, it's very much appreciated. Um, and like I've I've been through some pretty dark periods in the last 10 years of my life and like people were worried that I might, you know, return to those depths. And if I'm completely honest, I was a little worried myself, but uh, I think just the knowledge of like knowing that people are concerned about that and that I recognize that within myself was enough to kind of keep me from reaching those depths because... I don't know. And I've also had a lot of people talk sense into me and be like, look, I know you all, the only thing you want to do right now is like run away and hide and go back to Nova Scotia where everything's familiar. But like, you'd be undoing all of this progress you've made to get to the point you're at. And I'm like, well, that's a really 
yeah. good fucking point god damn it <laughs> i guess i'll stay <laughs> like you've you've come you've come a long i have way. i really have in many respects um like if i was talking to high school me right now i don't think she would believe what i've accomplished at this point in my life so that's right heartening i guess <laughs> but yeah no it's been hard because we we had a very intense relationship we were together for a year and a half and we made a lot of huge decisions that i haven't made with other partners like i moved across the country with her um we were friends first that was the other thing that was something i hadn't really experienced in a relationship before like i had known her almost a year before we started dating but it was definitely a long time a lot longer than any of my other partners had uh, i had known since i before i started dating them um but yeah so going from that, like seeing each other, like not really going more than a day or a few days not seeing each other and definitely not going any days not talking to each other, to go from that to completely cold turkey, like we removed each other off of social media, like left all of the group chats we were in, um, like she's blocked me on everything because, well, frankly, she knows me <laughs> and she knows I would torture myself um, if I had access to all of that stuff. So like fair point, well made. <sighs> Um, but yeah, it, it was really kind of jarring cause like she was my best friend. Like she was the person I would go to when I was upset about things. So now like I'm upset about this really huge thing and I can't talk to her. So that's been really hard. Um, but I've been muddling through, you know, I'm trying to get involved in the community has yeah. like, that's been one of the things is I've kind of thrown myself into my work and I've been doing extra things, especially during pride. Like I was going out to events and like getting extra interviews and things like that just to keep myself busy really. <laughs> Cause yeah. That's a great way to deal with it is to just keep yourself distracted and busy and throw yeah, yourself. But now in all the work. major events in Fort Francis are over for the year. So I don't know what to do next. <laughs> right. I'll figure it out. And I, I like your point about the social media mm -hmm. thing, about how the blocking really sucks, but it's kind of necessary yeah, in a way. Yeah, definitely. So, like, would, would, would you agree that, like, out of sight, out of mind is 100% a thing? I mean, I would say it depends on the situation. Um, if, if you're coming from a toxic relationship, I would most definitely recommend that because I learned that the hard way um, with several of my relationships. Um, the most recent one was the one before my last one. She was a full-on sociopath. Um, and I ended up having to block her on everything because it just I wasn't getting through to her that she needed to not talk to me because she had done too much damage to me emotionally and I couldn't All handle right. even seeing her name pop up on my phone. It was just like, it was a trigger. Um, so yeah, I think in most cases it's probably for the best because I've, I've definitely done the other way and like kept talking to exes for like a good six months after the breakup and like with no real break and it wasn't the healthiest thing. Definitely. Um, so I think no. you kind of have to like know yourself and know the relationship and how the other person operates to make that kind of decision. Cause like, if you're not someone who's that heavily involved in social media, it might not affect you that much, but like, someone like me, I'm definitely <laughs> pretty involved. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm, which I'm sure you can relate to. Cause I think you're even more hardcore about social media than I am, which is saying something. <laughs> I'm pretty hardcore about it, but like, and that's why I'm like, I haven't been in a relationship in so long. I just can't imagine going through a breakup now when yeah. it's even more Well, speaking of intense. which, people have been um, floating the idea of Tinder at me the last couple of weeks. And I'm like, 
A, I am oh, not ready. And B, I haven't been in the online dating world since about 2012, I think. Like the last time I would have been single was 2013. So yeah, yeah. like in, in, in around there. And like Tinder wasn't even a thing then. Like I, I would be so lost. I wouldn't even know where to start. <laughs> it's very, I can, yeah, I can imagine it would be so And I have to imagine the pickings are pretty slim in Fort Francis as well. Like I am the only visible lesbian that I have seen around town. There are a lot of gay men here. But I haven't, <laughs> I haven't spotted too many fellow queer ladies. I know they exist. Oh, I know wow. they're here, but they're very good at hiding. Well, you know, if they're there, they must be on some sort I of would app. Assume. I just don't know how prevalent it is here because, like, they don't even use Kijiji here. It was impossible for me to find an apartment. What? I know. I know. I was like, how what do, do you people sell your shit? <laughs> God damn! That's a really small right? town. Frig. Well, interesting. Do you think you will eventually work up the courage to get online? I have no idea. At this point, I honestly could not tell you. Like, I I can see the merits and like, I know that that is the way a lot of people in our generation have gone. And like, I know people who have beautiful relationships as a result of apps like that. Like, uh, I have a friend um, that I went to high school with. He met his wife on Plenty of Fish and they now have three three kids. So yeah. So like- it can work. And I made some beautiful friendships out of uh, my time on Plenty of Fish. Like um, the girl who cuts my hair, we went on two dates. <laughs> we ended up being very good friends. Um, yeah. Oh, wow. It was like over a period of years because like initially she totally blew me off and I was kind of pissed about it. But <laughs> she eventually came back and apologized. And I was like, I was dating another girl by that point. But like, I appreciated that she at least, you know, recognized that she had been kind of shitty and wanted to make amends and actually make a friendship out of it. And we're, we're great friends now. And she is the best hairstylist in the That's world. Like funny. I don't trust anyone else to cut my hair the way that she can. <laughs> so let's get sad, shall we? Um, I haven't had enough of that lately. We're not going to talk about specifically okay. what happened with, with the breakup, but Let's talk about how both of us deal with breakups because everybody deals in a different way. So are you somebody who just lets yourself cry for days uh, on this end? This time I was, yeah, for sure. Um, and that is yeah. <laughs> sadly not something that has come to a complete close yet. Um, I will say I'm doing oh. better than I was the first week because the first week was just like – I think a lot of it was just processing that it was even real. Because, I mean, it's it's kind of – it's almost right. like a death, right? Like you're you're mourning a loss. Like you're yes. grieving. And there's, there are stages to that. But the person's still alive. Yeah, which makes it – Yeah. I don't know if it makes it harder exactly. <laughs> but it definitely doesn't make it any easier. So, yeah, like I uh, – actually, something that I did this time around that I've never done before that I think – I mean, knock on wood that I don't have to again <laughs> – but if, if that day comes and I go through another breakup, I think this was a pretty good coping tool. Um, so I work in audio, right? Like I'm a radio host. Uh, sound is my jam. So yeah. what I started doing was I would, be, I would be too tired from crying or like emotionally processing or whatever to pick up my phone or my laptop or a notepad or anything and write down what I was feeling. So I would just take my handheld recorder and just talk into it. So it uh-huh. was like, like an audio therapist kind of like I would just get out all of my feelings and like I didn't have to censor it or filter anything because no one else is ever going to hear it. It was just like 
speaking my thoughts so that they weren't in my brain and I could at least kind of sort through what I was feeling because a lot of it was really confusing. I love that. Yeah. So I, uh, I recommend, especially if you don't mind the sound of your own voice. <laughs> I mean, you're here on the podcast now, so you're kind of doing a version of that. Yeah, that's very true. But I've got someone moderating it this time. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Did you ever listen back to the recordings? I haven't been able to bring myself to do that because I know there's some really tragic ones in there. And I'm like, I'm I'm not at an emotional place where I think I'm ready to hear a lot of it yet. I feel like it's going to be one of those things where I'll either listen to it like six months down the road or six years down the road. There's going to be no in between. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's such a great idea, though, to just talk. Yeah, it's been great. Like, especially. Especially if you are in a new town where you might not have people that you can get together with. Yeah, like I've, I've started to make just, friends, but I don't feel like I'm at the stage where I'm like crying in their arms, getting snot all over their shirt while I eat ice cream. Like, <laughs> I'm just not there yeah. yet. <laughs> um, Fair enough. You have to get there. But yeah, the uh, the audio diary is something I would recommend because like uh, it was the other day actually, like um, or maybe it was yesterday. I don't remember. Anyway, within the last few days. I woke up stupid early. Oh, no, it was yesterday because I remember I woke up early yesterday. <laughs> um, it was like barely 5 a.m. And I think the reason I had woken up was because of a dream I had and it was about my ex, which funnily enough, I hadn't done throughout these last three weeks of getting over – well, not getting over it, but starting to get over it. Um, I hadn't dreamed about her at all, but then this time I did and it was like – it was one of those ones where it feels so real. You wake up and you have to like – it takes you a second to like – register your surroundings and like, okay, that didn't actually happen. Um, yep. so I, I had left my recorder in my bed. So it was like right next to me. <laughs> so I reached over oh my God. and just like started talking about this dream. Cause like it upset me so much. Like I woke up and I just wanted to cry. So I was like, okay, instead of becoming a sobbing mess, just like talk, talk it out, record what happened and what you're feeling about it. So yeah, it's been helpful. Holy shit. <laughs> I feel like this would be a great podcast one day is for you to just release these audio files. Oh, wow. Yeah. Maybe after I'm dead. <laughs> so I don't <laughs> die of embarrassment. <laughs> It'll live on. It'll live on. If anyone ever finds these recordings, you have permission to re release them. I am. I'm okaying it now. Perfect. Wait till, I, wait till I'm no longer relevant, at least. Well, I'm so <laughs> not that I intend to become so very relevant. I have no idea how famous I'll get if at all. Mega famous. Uh, we'll see. Mega famous. <laughs> um, I'm sorry that you're going through all that. That really fucking sucks. I yeah, man. It's really the worst, the worst feeling in the world. Like it's just not. It's it's really hard to describe. You know, like it is. Yeah, what that's like. But a way that we can actually describe it is through music. Of course, the thing we connect on the most. Yes. Although, I think I need another beer for this. Do you? Go get one. So I didn't do this intentionally, but this is a stronger beer than the one I started with. The first one was 4.5%, and this one is 7.1%. So we are going to actually... Let's talk about... Sex, baby. Our... <laughs> had to. That was last week's episode, episode 69. Which I am upset 69. about. I don't even want to talk about it. I wanted to be part of that so bad. I, and you will be, I promise. I promise we will bring we will bring you back for something. You damn well I still want that topic. <laughs> I want to revisit it with like different perspectives kind of thing cuz that's kind of yeah. what I wanted to do and then it was just really really hard to to get everybody on the same night. Yeah. But rather than talk about that, 
we're going to talk about breakup songs. So I decided to go full high fidelity on this shit. Hell yeah. And ask you and and me to come up with our top 10 breakup songs. So we're John Cusack in this uh, scenario. We are Rob Gordon, 100%. Okay. Um, so I figure the best way to do this, because we might have a lot of overlap, or we might not. I'm very curious to see if we do or not, mm. um, is for you to go through your list, okay. and then we'll talk about each one, and then I'll just let you know if I have that same song on my list. Okay, sounds good. So did you rank yours, or no. did you just list 10? <laughs> Mine okay, are good in stuff. no particular order. <laughs> me neither. I'm going to be me honest, neither. this was a lot harder than I thought it would be. I thought I had like an arsenal of them, but uh, I really had to think. Right. Um, yeah, because there's a lot of sad songs out there, yeah. like songs that are sad. And there are songs that aren't necessarily a breakup song that can be applied to a breakup as well. Yep. And vice 100%. versa. <laughs> so let's get her going. Right. So hit me, hit me with it. Okay, so the first one that I have is a recent discovery. It's a song that I've known um, since I was in high school, I guess, because this album has been like a standby for me. Um, Coffee Stain by Sarah Harmer. Oh, I saw that you posted that the other day. Yeah, I know. I'm so emo. Um, <laughs> well, it was because of a conversation that I was having with a friend of mine because um, she had said something about, oh, because someone had told her that she was a bit of a fatalist. And I was like, oh, that makes me think of that Sarah Harmer song because she says, well, maybe I'm a fatalist to watch it all go at this. Like some balloon I'll probably miss lost in a treetop. Anyway. That part of the song is not as relevant, um, but it was what made me think of it. And then I listened to the song and I was like, oh, shit, <laughs> this fits my life right now. Damn it. So Damn. like, I had a kind of cathartic singing cry over that song. Um, it was good. It was good. Wow. Sarah Harmer is very good for that, I will say. So it, is fatalist, is that like someone who believes in fate? Uh, no, it's more like someone who believes in their own fatality i think like it's someone who, uh, who kind of not necessarily a pessimist but they see like the reality of like you know things might not work out and we all are all gonna die someday that kind of thing i don't know oh i'm that's me that's me 100 <laughs> percent. Yep. i mean i have yep i'm there i have like streaks of that running through my personality but i think by and large i'm pretty well an optimist i would say um i have my days nice. though don't we all <laughs> Um, so yeah, that was, that's, that song, that whole album, um, the You Were Here album is very, very emotional and very dear to my heart. I mean, I, I just remember Basement Apartment and, uh, with Don't Get, Don't Get Your Back Up. Those Those were were good. good. All the singles But I never, I don't think I ever listened to the album. I would highly recommend it. Okay. I will, I will have to check that out. So in no particular order, the next one (laughs) Uh, this is something that I've been jamming for about three weeks straight. Um, so it's a band. Their name is Haim. I don't know if you've heard of them, but I've actually been meaning to recommend okay. them to you because I feel like you, they would be 100% up your alley if you haven't already heard of them. Yes. I think I have heard of them, but I need, yeah, I need to. Uh, I think more. the best way I can describe them, especially this particular album, is like if Fleetwood Mac had formed in the 80s and was all girls and sisters <laughs> that's kind of their sound oh, wow. um they they definitely know what they're doing like they are 
they I think a lot of people would characterize them as a pop band, but they're definitely a rock band because like they play all their own instruments, they write all their own music, they have uh, an excellent command of their harmonies in a way that only siblings can. Um, and they're just yeah, they're incredible musicians. Um, but yeah, this album it's called Something to Tell You. And I kind of, <laughs> I don't know if I can pick just one song from it, but two of the ones that I've been listening to a lot that are um, uh, very descriptive of what I've been going through is Nothing's Wrong and You Never Knew. But like the entire album is a very cathartic experience because it's, it's very obvious mm-hmm. that they went into this album with the intention of writing about relationships and like all the pitfalls and things. And yeah, like it definitely comes through in the lyrics and it's, it's generic enough that almost anyone can relate to it, but at the same time, like it's very clearly specific to their experiences as well. Yeah. It's really, really good. Like ballads to belt out as well as popular songs. Right. I was going to say, is it like slower? Is it slower Um, or faster? I would say it's kind of a mix. Like a lot of it is upbeat because it's very much like they're from California and it does have a kind of like summer album feel overall. Um, But they do have some slower ones that get a little sad, but like you can skip those if you're not into it. (laughs) Right. But yes, I would highly recommend that entire album because it's been getting me through. So the next song is going in a bit of a different direction. (laughs) Let's take a turn. And some of these songs uh, that I've chosen... I have a very specific person in mind and it's not necessarily a recent thing, but like these songs stick in my mind because of this or that X. (laughs) Um, So this one was the girl that I dated right before my last girlfriend. Um, The, uh, well, undiagnosed sociopath. Um, It's a song from Papa Roach. (laughs) (laughs) The angstiest. Oh my God. Yeah. It's called not that beautiful. And it was from their Connection album, which was released in, I think, 2011 or 2012. Um, That album initially got me through a different breakup, kind of after the fact. Like, we had been broken up uh, over a year at that point. But I had recently spent time with her because I had ended up having to go back to work at my old job for a couple months. And she was still there. And it was just awful. And so it was like the months following that, that this album came out. And I was it like helped me get through some of the stuff that I hadn't dealt with from that previous relationship that had ended over a year ago. And like, I didn't realize that I hadn't dealt with. Um, It's funny how music can do that. It can. Um, But this song in particular, I performed (laughs) for drag. uh, Did you really? Yeah. And it was like the angstiest thing. I had like super dark eyeliner. I was dressed all in black with like my black skinny jeans and like a really tight black shirt. And just like, I think I put purple in my hair or something that night. Fuck yeah, you did. Yeah. And if I had had time, I would have done like black nail polish and stuff. But yeah. Um, and like I wore a vest with pins on it. And I was just like, it was very punk rock. It's the, the song is basically about an ex and realizing, you know, because of their personality, they are not that beautiful is the uh, the kind of summary of that song. Yeah, like you can very easily get distracted by outer beauty and not see that someone is actually a fucking terrible person underneath. (laughs) They're a piece of shit underneath it all. Yeah, it's pretty rare to find that good combo where someone is both good looking and not a total dick. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Something I have clearly mastered. Um (laughs) come on. Come on. No, no. No, no, you're awesome. Uh, the next one is going in a different direction again, sort of back to the more poppy mainstream kind of thing. This is actually a Halifax artist. Um, his name is Ooh. Jordan. 
or uh, Jordan, if you do it the way it's stylized, J-R-D-N. <laughs> oh, um, okay. I, Never heard of. What? Really? I think he won like, maybe he didn't win, but I, th- I think he was on Canadian Idol or like one of those singing shows. I feel like that was how he got his start. I can't remember. Okay. He was popular for a hot minute. Um, <laughs> he was kind of in the same vein as like Jason Derulo. Like I would put him in that kind of category. But yeah, the song is called I Don't Care. And it's very, very clearly like a breakup like fuck you kind of song without actually saying fuck you. Ooh. It's like radio friendly. <laughs> but it's yeah. like the the chorus. I like that. I don't care what you do out there. I'm so much better by myself. Something like that. Anyway, very like positive independent man lyrics. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's a good one. You should, I yeah. I'm I just like, recommending li- all of these songs to you because I know they would be up your alley. I like how breakup songs can either be like super fucking sad or super angry right there's no like it goes in it goes in (laughs) one way or another and they're all amazing but like i i kind of like the angry ones more it really depends what stage you're at you're like am i ready to like break shit or do i still just want to like sniffle into my pillow like and sometimes that can happen like both of those things will happen in one day It's really like the stages of grief. Like you're going through the stages of grief. A hundred percent. Yeah. Denial is I think where I'm still kind of at. <laughs> uh-huh. I've I felt this way when I've lost episodes of the podcast. I've gone through the <laughs> That's stages. Kind of, of like grief. a breakup. Because like you didn't want to end it. That that was just technology <laughs> like, fucking. You I up. just need I just need to let go. <laughs> I need to let go. Hold on, Sarah. It's over. <laughs> <laughs> My God. Okay, what's next? Uh, next is a classic from the great philosophers, the Pussycat Dolls. Oh my god! <laughs> Which one? Uh, I hate this part. No, that's a little too obvious. Um, oh, hush, hush! In brackets, I will survive. I've never heard of this. Oh man. It is a jam. Yeah. I'm it incorporates I Will Survive towards the end if you hadn't gathered from the, the title. Ooh. But yeah. It's all like. I'm going to have to Spotify this and add talking it Talking about to my how list. I don't want you and I don't need you and I'm a strong, independent woman. Like, that's the kind of vibe of the song. And it's it's like a dancey kind of tune. So you can, like, sing out your frustration while, like, getting your cardio. <laughs> I love it. I'm very sad that the Pussycat Dolls aren't around anymore. I feel like they had their day in the sun and they served their purpose. And I don't know if the current climate would be appropriate for the Pussycat Dolls to make a comeback. But maybe in like another 10 years. We'll see where we're at. Because mm. I know all about all yeah. this stuff, clearly. Like, listen to fucking... what? Who am, who am I even? I'm just going to keep drinking my beer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Pussycat Dolls. That takes right? me back. So it's called Hush... Hush bracket. I will survive. I'm pretty sure that's the title. I will survive. I didn't actually okay. look any of these up. I just went on memory. <laughs> very nice. Very nice. I just literally wrote down the titles of the songs. So oh. there you go. Um, sweet. So hush. I will survive. Yes. I will add that to it's the It's a catchy list. little ditty. It'll be in your head for the rest of the evening. I guarantee it. Um, I so like next it. I have The Chainsmokers. I know. I was a little dubious about putting them on here because I was like, they're not very good. But this song is very appropriate for the topic. (laughs) Yeah. Which which one? Uh, Break up every night. (laughs) It's right there in the title. (laughs) Um, It's basically about a girl 
who wants to break up every night and like the relationship is super toxic but he's like well he doesn't actually come out and say it it is very much alluded to in the song like she's a good fuck so like i'm gonna put up with all of her bullshit and that is like oh, a good man. summary of the girl i was with before my ex <laughs> Because I thought that was that was enough, Holy and that was worth putting up shit. with all of her crazy drama. Like I am, and I was very wrong, <laughs> and I was, I was kidding myself. Most recent ex, or no, 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 no. Okay. okay. Um, this was kind of a stopgap in between my most recent ex and the ex okay. before that. Because this girl, if you asked her, she would not tell you that we ever officially Ugh. dated. It was one, one of, of those, those kind of situations. One of those, yeah. Although it went on for four months. Yeah, no, we weren't involved at all. Wow, okay. Yeah, she's a whole episode to herself. A whole episode. <laughs> oh, wow. I'm glad that is behind me, let me just say. Um, so then the next one, I will I'll bring the mood down a little bit. Bring it down. Uh, Jimmy, Jimmy Eat World from their Futures album, a song called Kill. Okay. And uh, as his trademark of Jimmy Eat World, like he just speaks your feelings like no one else can. Um, it's a song about like kind of a right person, wrong time, oh. I think is, yeah, the, the main idea of the song. That's I think how I could best summarize it, but there's some very poignant lyrics in there. That's real um, sad. Yeah. Like I know what I should do, but I just can't walk away. Like that's one of them. Aww. Uh, you kill me, you build me up just to watch me break. Like, yeah, it's it's very, very emotional, but also really beautiful. Like, it's a really good song. Damn. So we haven't had any overlap yet. We haven't had any, but mine, like I said, like, I feel like mine are super mainstream ones. <laughs> like Taylor Swift's entire albums. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely have. Katy Perry. But actually, there is one Katy Perry and one Taylor Swift, and then the rest uh well yeah we'll 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 get we'll get to mine soon like i feel like you'll know every single one of them essentially i just thought of a bonus song that i can't believe i didn't include but i'll get to that after um Mm. the next one you you won't be shocked by it trust me um the airborne toxic event and the song is called changing okay it's actually a very jaunty little number like the way it starts out is this kind of like plunky keyboard and it's like do 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 oh wow and so it sounds like it's gonna be like a real jam and a half and like gonna be talking about really happy things but it's all about uh this guy who's in a relationship from his point of view and how he thinks his girlfriend is basically just wants him to change and like he can't do that like he is who he is and it's like if you didn't want this version of me that is me then it's not me you want to be with kind of thing and yeah right what's it called i think it's told from the perspective of uh changing by the airborne toxic event i think it's sort of um told from the perspective of being slightly post breakup but not long after ah okay i know i'm getting way too analytical Um, about this i know i i I like it i like it i like it see that's what i like about (laughs) like songs i like actually dissecting lyrics and hell yeah and like the stories the music is sometimes sometimes kind of secondary <laughs> yeah big time okay the next one this is i think a little more in vain with like anyone's top 10 list this is a bit more mainstream it's a classic alanis morissette you ought to know that's our first overlap i knew it i knew if any of them it was going to be that one yes oh yes yes right. it's an overlap should we uh should we cheers to that 
So you want to know, Alanis Morissette gets a ding. Woo-hoo! It gets a ding. Great. It is literally, like, it could be the best breakup song ever made, really. I quite agree. It's gotten me through some shit, let me tell you. Yeah, especially if you've been through, like, a cheating on situation. Yes. Especially for that. For me, it was, um, like, because I had already, I knew the song, obviously, from my childhood, because Alanis Morissette was all over the radio when I was a preteen, um, and I was a big fan. Um, but the song took on new meaning when I had gotten broken up with. This would have been, like, three girlfriends ago now, like, 2010. So my girlfriend at the time broke up with me, which was, like, sad, obviously. But then to add insult to injury, I had introduced her to... (laughs) This is where it gets so complicated and so lesbian. Um, I had introduced her to the ex-girlfriend of my (laughs) ex-girlfriend. And they had kind of become friends and started hanging out. And, like, not even a week after we broke up, they slept together. And I was like, you guys wouldn't even know each other if it wasn't for me. Fuck you. So I like, I posted the song on Facebook and was like very kind of like, I guess the Facebook equivalent of subtweeting them. (laughs) Yes. How dare you? Oh my God. Big time. Except in this case, she was a younger version of me. (laughs) Not an Uh. older version like in the song. And who hasn't like taken a lyric from that song and posted it as a status, or like a personal message, hoping on that whoever like, fucked you over saw it? Yeah, yeah. She go down on you in the theater. A theater. I just yeah. love the way she says. I just, <laughs> I just love how she sounds throughout the whole song. It's just very like raw. She's great, and- right? Like her expression is unmatched by anyone else who has come after. Oh. She's oh my good. god, yeah, it's the best. It is it is the best. So let's see if we have any more overlap. Um, I have one left and then my bonus okay. song. So let's hear it. We'll see. So the very last one I have before my bonus is by Lloyd, and it is called Dedication to My Ex in brackets, Miss That. Oh, okay. Lloyd. And it has like a very kind of like doo-wop 50s kind of feel, but modern because he drops a lot of f-bombs yeah. <laughs> well without putting too fine a point on it the uh the chorus the reason that it's abbreviated to miss that in the brackets in the title is because the repeated lyric in the chorus is miss that pussy oh shit <laughs> but obviously you can't say that in the title of a song if you want to market it so they just put miss that but yeah if you don't pay attention to that particular word throughout the song, it doesn't sound nearly as crass. Like, it just sounds like a... That, a I love bop. that. Like, like, Bruno Mars could have released it. <laughs> That's hilarious. I highly recommend. That's so funny. And now for the bonus song. Yes. Um, this is one that will not shock you in any way, shape, or form. Third Eye Blind Motorcycle Drive-By. Yes, bitch! That's on my list, too! Woo! That should have been at the top of my list. I don't know what I was thinking. That truly is. Yeah, that's up there. Like, I know we're not ranking, but that's got to no. be up there. Um, yeah. What are, like, some of your favorite lyrics from that song? Oh, well, actually, this was one that I thought about getting tattooed on me a, a while yeah. back, but I'm not as sure now. Um, you're guiltless and free. I hope you take a piece take of me piece with of you. me with you. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> That one has it's, always. I, the reason I really me. like that, yeah, it's like talking about how. Well, I mean, and like this is just my my opinion of it, but like when someone leaves you and they're out of your life, and you yeah. see them moving on, and they're so like unfazed by it. 
Right. And you're just like, oh, do you even do you even think of me still? Like at all in any way? Yeah. Like did this relationship even matter to you? Yeah, exactly. You're like, I'm a fucking wreck. Why aren't you? Like, were we not in the same thing together? Yeah. It's so weird because I feel like I wasn't the hugest Third Eye Blind fan until I went through my big breakup like six years ago. And like that happened and that happened like at like right around the time that we saw them live. Oh, yeah. So 2012, like that song took on a new and whole new meaning to me. Yeah, big time. Like that was well, that's one of the things yeah. I've always liked that song is because it keeps taking on new meanings for me. Like each situation I go through and the older I get, like I keep finding new ways to appreciate it. Like ugh, that is the mark of a good song, really. If the lyrics can keep changing for me, it's, it's phenomenal. Yeah, it's so freaking good. I'm just I'm just looking at the lyrics now. I'm just trying to see. Um, the other lyric that always um, sticks out to me in that one um, is because it's kind of applied to every breakup I've had, I think, um, where he says, this is the last time we'll be friends again. I'll get over you. Yes. You won't know who I am. And I'm like, right. Yeah. Because these things do change you. You do yeah. become a different person because like, you can't possibly stay the same when you're going through something like that because you you grow and you learn how to deal with this pain that you're feeling and you come out on the other side yep. a completely different person while still being yeah, yourself. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> and it builds, it builds character too. Like, I often think I'm just like, if only my ex knew me now. Like, right, yeah. Because I'm totally different now than I was when I was with him. You know, like... But yeah, you could also so paralyze yourself thinking that way for the rest of your life. Just like, oh, I wish these people from my past could see me now. But like, y- you won't truly move forward if you if that's all you focus on. So exactly, yeah. exactly. God damn, I love motorcycle drive by. Oh, it's so, so good. good. I think it's. I still think it's my favorite third eye blind. One hundred percent is my favorite third eye blind song. No question, hands down. Since yeah. I was eleven. <laughs> so good. And so you have a. Is that was that your bonus or that do you have a bonus? bonus? Yeah. I'm, I'm done. Okay, that was your bonus. Okay, so we had two overlaps. Okay, so that means you should have eight left. <laughs> so I have eight left. So someone like you, Adele. I actually almost put that on, but I was like, but yeah, right for sure. Another level of sad. Like when Adele came out, it was just like she made sadness cool. She did. <laughs> she really, it, really did. It was and like okay this is rolling in the deep of your tears with Adele. <laughs> Yep. And this is a song that, like, people will belt out at a bar. Like, the crowd will just start belting it out. We actually had a music competition at the station recently, and one of the contestants submitted that as a cover. That was her submission. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's definitely a coverable song. Oh, big time. I mean, yeah. That song is... I think it speaks to the, you know, seeing seeing the person move on kind of thing. Seeing them... Settle down with somebody else. Yeah. And it really fucking goddamn sucks. But you'll get over it and you'll be fine. You're going to be fine. It's totally but fine. But it really, really, but it really sucks at the time. Not, not talking really about your personal life here at all now. Nope. Not relatable. <laughs> I'm, no, not at all. I mean, I'm being totally vague. Yeah. Um, But actually, so the next one I have is interesting. It's somebody that I used to know. Of course. By... Shit, all of these obvious ones that I didn't think... They're all very obvious, but that's just because, like, I had a hard time uh, thinking of them. Yeah. So I was trying to think of ones that, like, are kind of, like, 
they'll always be really good mainstays yeah breakup songs sure. yeah so, so somebody that i used to know is is a, is a definitely a fuck you breakup song it's funny that you should bring it up though because i actually i heard that song the other day and i hadn't heard it in a while and it actually got me a little emotional not because of the song but because kimbra is featured on that song and my ex absolutely because loved of- Kimbra. We went to see her actually this year in Vancouver and it was like the best night. So I like got emotional because of that, <laughs> hearing the song. Yeah. Because like I had no connection to Kimbra before that, like hearing that song, but now I do. Damn. So, yeah. Anyway, back uh, to you. I just, and I love the lyric, I felt so lonely in your company. Yes. Because like, I've definitely There's experienced something about that, that line. Yes. Right? Not with my emotional snacks, but with others, definitely I have. Yeah. It's just, I I love it when when bands nail it with a lyric. I know. Like, they just, it's really simple and to the point, but they nail it. I know. It's incredible. It's like, how did you manage to do, like, use these words that seem so ordinary on their own, but the way you've combined them, it, like, speaks to my fucking soul. Like, I'm always so impressed. Right? And that's, that's why I love Third Eye Blind, because Third Eye Blind, like, they're, it's their lyrics, you yep. know? Like, so then I have, let's see here. So this is where we get into the Katy Perry territory. All right, here we go. Um, there's, a, there's a song on her most recent album called Miss You More. Okay. And I was originally going to put Thinking of You on here. Of but, course. Eh. Um, this one's like, well, straight up, it's about John Mayer. Um, right. I believe. So, like, the main point of the song like the chorus is is i miss you more than i loved you so it's essentially yeah yeah i know (laughs) i know it's it's actually it's like one of my favorites like the whole album isn't that great but this song on there really stands out to me and there's another line in there that's like we were a match but not a fit and that sticks with me still to this day damn so it's the idea of a relationship that like is not good like it's good in some ways but really bad in other yeah. ways and she's essentially saying like now that i'm not with you like i miss the companionship more than i actually ever loved you wow. it's real Damn. real deep again super simple lyrics super simple I feel lyrics. Like that's how some of my exes feel about me <laughs> Uh, oh no! Oh no! <laughs> no, it's fine. This is this is a totally fine realization. I well, now you got to listen to it. It's very it's 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 a slower song, but it's and it's very we'll simple. Have to trade lists but it's after this and like like scope out each other's picks. Oh, big time! And I'm going to put the idea. the songs in the show notes for sure. Oh, good. Um, the next one that I have is "All Too Well" by Taylor Swift. That one I don't know. It's she, it was never a single, but it's kind of okay. one of those album. It was kind of one of those album favorites that like fans just loved. It was about Jake Gyllenhaal, um, oh. and it's very dramatic. She played it at the Grammys. She was tossing her hair everywhere while playing the piano, like you do, um, <laughs> as she does. And it's just a beautiful song. It's just about. It just tells the story of a relationship from the beginning to the end, and it does so like quite that is beautifully. Kind of her mo. Yep. And the bridge, like the bridge, it gets real, uh, she gets real dramatic in the bridge. Not Taylor Swift. Nah, never. (laughs) Never. Also, I just need to interject for a quick second. I just noticed on my beer can, it says best served in a glass. Well, I fucked that up, I guess. 
because I'm like three quarters of the way through the can, not switching now. Why? Why would it be different? Um, I guess because you wouldn't taste the kind of hints of metallic uh, flavor from the can. <laughs> oh, maybe it that does taste different it. in a bottle versus a can. I find I, I generally prefer a bottle, but I like wasn't committed enough to buy like a whole six pack of something. I wanted to try a bunch of different ones, so I got Tall Boys. Right. Oh mm-hmm. man. Tin- oh, good old beer. I drank some earlier today and like it made me feel like shit. Well, I've done hard liquor on Ugh. the previous two episodes that we've done. So I was like, I'm going to change it up. I'm going to drink some friggin' beer, man. <laughs> and here I am sticking with the hard liquor. Heck yeah. Um, but yeah, all too well. Really good. Um, a standout lyric is you call me up again just to break me like a promise. <sighs> so casually cruel in the name of being honest. Oh. Yep. Yep. Yep, it's great. Ow. It's fantastic. Jake Gyllenhaal took her virginity and then fucked her over, and she wrote a song about I it. I had no idea so. they even dated. I can't keep track of her history, man. For a hot minute, they dated. Not very long. Um, but yeah, All Too Well is fantastic. Now, the next one that I have is another Third Eye Blind song. Yeah. This might be This might be surprising. Okay. Um, I'm ready. It is How's It, How's it Gonna Be. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. See, to me, that's a breakup song. No, definitely. I always viewed it that way. Depends on how you look at it, but it does have one of my... I mean, it's a great 90s... Like, every time I hear it, I'm just like, this is the 90s. You know what I mean? Like, it has that 90s... Ultimate 90s, Nostalgic yeah. feel. Exactly. But the my favorite lyric in that song is... Um, I don't I don't see lightning like last fall when it was always about to hit me. Yes. That's one of my it's favorite still- lines, too, actually. It's one of my favorite lyrics, like, of all time of any song. Because I'm just like, that resonates with me so much. Because we stay in really bad, dangerous relationships because it feels good. Well, it's not necessarily that it feels good, but it's comfortable and the unknown is way scarier. Exactly. When it was always about to hit me. Like, I... I, Like... Yeah. I like... um, it's actually the lyrics come before that line, but it's in that same like stanza where he's like, where we used to laugh. There's a shouting match sharp as a thumbnail scratch. That always got me because I'm like a thumbnail scratch. That could mean anything. But like I, I picture it as like a thumbnail scratching like your skin because that can fucking hurt. And yeah, it is a sharp sure pain, much like a shouting match between a couple who is arguing. I don't know. His imagery is just like unmatched, yeah. man. <laughs> Fantastic. Like I picture visuals when I hear the song. Like I almost, I almost picture like a like yes. a porch, <laughs> like a deck, and then like lightning, like lightning in the background. Because well, he talks like about that, the hammock like- and everything, so I picture like a veranda where it's like hanging. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And like, it's, oh, like yeah. the storm is just getting started, so like the wind is picking up and everything, and like the hammock is swinging in the breeze, and it's like really gray, and yeah, like I, I totally get a visual yeah. for that too. We're the same. I know. Like, we're right? on the same. This, page this is what we connected on okay. initially in like the the beginning <laughs> stages of our friendship. So it's what's gonna keep. Oh, it makes me it makes me so happy. I fucking geek out over this we'll shit never so break hard. Up, I Sarah. love talking about songs. We will always be together. We'll never break up. <laughs> we will always know each other. We will always know each other. Um, so the next one is a classic. I think it's classic for everybody. All right. It's "Don't Speak" by No Doubt. Yes. Uh, I was actually reading about Gwen Stefani recently. <laughs> 
And she was saying that she like doesn't like performing songs from that whole album because it's just too painful for her now. And I'm like, that's fair. It was a very raw time. Like recording an album with your ex and then performing it on tour with your ex. Like that's fucking, oh, I can't even imagine. Yeah. That's crazy to me that they like dated and then I broke know up living and, with your ex uh, for a little bit after the breakup is hard enough touring with them spending every waking moment with them recording an album like fuck that must have been so hard yep and then they, they stayed oh, in the yeah. band like they didn't break up that, that was crazy so crazy so don't speak is just that's just it's just the classic it's just there's not much more to say about it it's it's the classic heartbreak song and then I had you wanna know and then and then I go full on just total pop star and i picked since you've been gone by kelly oh Clarkson. my god i actually love that song no that's a good one i might right? actually just like blast that just, after like, we're done here it's such a good like it's such a good if if we ever did another um oh. lip sync car oh car lip sync video we should do since you've been I gone by kelly 120 percent be down for that I used to kill that right? song. It's just so good. Oh. It's just how the chorus just like picks up and you're just screaming. Oh, something I think that you will appreciate because you're as big a music nerd as I am. Um, I I don't even know how I stumbled upon this. It was one of those like weird YouTube holes I fell down years ago. Um, Love that. But there is a kind of more punk band, um, rock, I guess. Ted Leo and the, yes! and the Pharmacists. They do a mashup of Since You've Been Gone and Maps by the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs. Because, like, that breakdown oh, of Since You've Been Gone, where it's like, is just like Maps from the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs. And he does a cover uh, mashing them together, like, on an acoustic guitar, and it's fucking incredible. That's unreal. Your listeners should also oh, man. search that up because it's gold. Everybody, I'm hoping that this episode, like, just. Oh my god, I have such a good idea. I'm gonna make a, a Spotify playlist, playlist yes! with oh all these god. songs mentioned. Yes, do it. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. I'm gonna do it and then I'll sh- and then when the episode comes out, I'll oh share my god. it. Um so the next my last one, because mm-hmm. I knew I had to throw Coldplay in there somehow. Yeah. They're um, depressed. I actually have it as kind of like a tie between two, which is the scientist and fix you. Uh, yep. I think to me, like Whenever either one of these songs come on, I will cry. Like, almost <laughs> guaranteed. Like, doesn't matter if I'm going through a breakup or not, I will remember what it's like. Like, Fix You in particular, I think. Um, Like, just the lyric, when you love someone and it goes to waste, <sighs> breaks my Ow. fucking heart. Yep, dagger through so my heart, man. hard. I actually have a weird um, kind of memory associated with the scientist that isn't emotional in any way. It's actually kind of funny. Um, This would have been years and years ago. I think I would have been 18 or 19 at the time. And I had gone to a friend's house for a house party for New Year's Eve. And she lived kind of like out in the country. This is when I still lived in the valley. So she lived like out on a mountain road. And uh, there were a bunch of us from school uh, drinking there that night. And (laughs) I don't know how... It ended up this way, but we were all on my friend's bunk bed, like on the bottom bunk. And I think there's maybe one or two people up top, but most of us were crowded on the bottom bunk. And someone put on The Scientist by Coldplay, and we all just started singing it together. Like it was this really melancholy Aww. moment that brought us all together, like wasted out of our trees, just like singing this to each other and being really dramatic. And then like we had this really cathartic laughing period afterwards. And 
So like whenever I hear that's that song, beautiful. that's what I think of. It's just like drunkenly singing it with my friends in high school. <laughs> like it doesn't have the emotional power that it should for me because of that. That's hilarious. <laughs> Coldplay's so good. I really like Coldplay. They're decent. That that was another one of my ex's favorites. So like they've taken on a bit more meaning for me now than they would have previously. But yeah. Yeah. But Fix You to me is like Fix You is, I don't know, it just gets me every time I Yeah. Because... I mean, it's wanting to improve the person, but not, like, change them necessarily, but just, like, help them be happy with themselves. And apparently it's about when uh, he was dating Gwyneth Paltrow, or when they were married, and Gwyneth Paltrow's dad died or someone. It was either her dad or her mom. One of her parents died. And she was, like, she went through, like, a dark depression, and, like, the song was about that, like, him trying to help her. Damn it. Yeah. I know, right? <laughs> Fuck. <sighs> Fuck, man. Yeah. So like when you when you think I and that's why I like the site songmeanings.com. Oh, yes. It's like you find like any song and like people will comment with like legit sources of like interview clips or like what that song is about. Um genius.com is good for that too. I find they're they're kind of on par with each other. I think it started as that rap shit. genius and then it expanded to be genius for like all music genres. Yeah. But yeah. It's awesome. Same kind of thing. It works. I geek out so hard over that. I love oh, that. I love, I love thinking a song is one way and then like finding out the backstory. Well, what what gets me is when a song like completely changes meaning when I found out what the artist's in, original intended meaning was and like I took it a completely different way and I'm like, oh, because then exactly. you kind of have those layers of meaning and you like, depending on what mood you're on, you can apply whichever one you feel suits it the best. <laughs> yep. It's gr- and that's the power of music. Music is wonderful. It's so great. It's the best. <sighs> it's the best therapy, um, as well as talking into an audio recording and ranting about everything <laughs> and censored. I think that like, I think we could really we could create like a breakup package for people like get an audio recorder download this breakup <laughs> spotify playlist and eat a lot of food actually just make it an app and have it combined with like a ready-made spotify playlist yes. a an app for recording and then like the domino's app or something yes! and just like bundle it in a package <laughs> i love it so much oh my gosh phenomenal <laughs> god damn well this was caitlin this was this was fantastic i'm um, so happy i got to come back on the show i've i've, I've missed intoxicated I've missed you. I've missed you, you so much. And I and Aww. like I'm so glad we got a chance to connect and thank you so much for talking about your experience despite it being so fucking raw. Um yeah, but I think we weeks. made it good in that we talked about music and we used that as the discussion point, you know. Yes, this has been an excellent distraction from my extremely depressing life. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Oh, I don't it can be laugh. much worse. I'm, I'm doing okay. I'll be you're fine. You're doing okay. You're, I think so. Better than I was, anyways, which is uh, saying something. <laughs> you're on the up and up. You're on the up and up. I'm trying, man. I'm trying. And you're only going to go up from there. Um, so obviously, you're going to come back on at some point. Like you're you're a regular at this point. It sucks that you live so far away and we can't drink. Well, in the I would same also room hate together. this to be my last episode. Like you just went through a breakup. No. Your life sucks, and then never hear from no. you again. Fuck, no, <laughs> hell no, no. You come back. You can. But anyways, but we'll just wrap her up here because I think I got well over an hour of footage, so we no are doubt. good to go. But but 
thanks so much, Caitlin, and Thank good you. luck with everything and the new job. And I hope, I hope Jack Doff <laughs> continues to do shows here and there and builds a fan base. And and I hope to see you back in Halifax at some point. Well, I will be hopefully. there in August of next year because I have a wedding to attend. So. Okay. So I will see you in at least a year from now. That's good. Yeah. That is good. That is really good. But thanks so much, Caitlin. Thank you. You rock. You're welcome. And and follow you can follow Jack Doff on Instagram, right? Yeah. Jack underscore underscore Doff. There's not much drag stuff on there anymore, but you can scroll back and find some old stuff and the stuff from last week as well. Hell yeah. So give Jack Doff a follow. So you don't have a bell on your end. I don't. So I'm going to ring it for you on my end and say, ring that bell. <laughs> <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs>